0: Well, the
1: Corona contraction continues this week on today's show, an update on where we stand and where we could be going. Plus, what are we talking to our clients about during this time of uncertainty? Stay tuned. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. And welcome in to the Get Ready for the Future show all across the state of Arkansas and live streaming uh, once again, this Wednesday, my name is Scott Inman, along with Chad Roller, John Shrewsbury, and Janet Walker. It is good to be back in We're glad this to have you back. seat. I'm not even really sure how long it's been. I, I think it's been at least a month since I've I, actually sat in this chair. I, I'm actually very relieved because <laughs> it feels
2: a little bit more normal in a time of abnormality right now. Yeah. So uh, yeah. good thing for Genwell. Yeah,
1: and yes. I, I know you guys addressed this, but I was out for uh, family health reasons. It was not, I think in all seriousness, I say it was not coronavirus related. Nobody in my family uh had contracted the illness. Uh, and I'm okay. So I appreciate uh, everyone um, being patient as I had to be out for a few weeks and, and may still in the future a little mm-hmm. bit, but I will be here as much as possible. Uh, and my gosh, some things have changed since I've been gone. <laughs> there, there's no question about it. Uh, I, our today's topic is avoiding debt like the plague and its role in in financial independence in building financial independence and we will talk a lot about that today but obviously with current events as they are we do find it very prudent to spend some time talking about that Uh, and because we are live streaming we will encourage you to join the conversation as well i know that there are a lot of questions on people's minds we tend to get those on our Facebook page and in uh, calls from our clients, emails, however that correspondence takes place. So that's, this is just really an opportunity to have a continuation, a continuation of that conversation here on the Get Ready for the Future show.
2: Scott, I remember, and I know uh, Janet does too, the, uh, during the, the financial crisis in 2008, Uh, Genwealth basically did what other advisors wouldn't do, and we talked to clients. We we went and had town hall meetings, Mm -hmm. and and said, hey. We don't really totally understand everything that's going on, but we're going to tell you what we do know. Sure. And so that's what we're going to do today. And we're going to continue to do that as long as we can provide you some clarity, some some sanity, first of all. And and I kind of went on a little bit of a rant, as I'm, I'm known to do from time <laughs> to time, on a Facebook Live yesterday. And I said, look, if you don't know what might be going on, just shut up. Mm-hmm. Just don't hmm. go spread a bunch of false information, a bunch yeah. of rumor and and things that that puff you up and make you look like you know something because there's somebody out there that thinks highly of what you think and if you aren't speaking from a basis of fact then that's a problem, and you are spreading fear. You can choose fear or fact, and here at the Get Ready for the Future show, we're choosing uh, fact all the time.
1: I think it's important to stay in your lane during times yes. like this, and and so we are very careful to defer to the medical community, the the healthcare professionals when it comes to the details of, of what this virus is, how how uh, dangerous it is. Um, I think from our standpoint here is we want to give you the facts. We want to give you the numbers as they are reported to us, uh, give you an update on that, and also kind of talk about it from a market perspective. And, and, and as John has already mentioned, be a calming voice in, in what is just a, a culture of fear uh, right now. Some of it. Some of it warranted, Janet, some of it really not.
3: You're absolutely right. And I would say to those of you who are listening to us uh, on the radio on Saturdays, I would really encourage you, because of of how timely this information tends to be right now with everything going on, I would really encourage you to also follow us on Facebook so Mm -hmm. that you can catch us not only on Wednesdays for Facebook Live, Wednesdays at 1130 when we do this show live, uh, but also throughout the week. With everything that's going on right now, we're very focused on education that's a priority 40 for us here at Gen wealth and so when we do have some information that we believe is pertinent for you to understand we're gonna go to social media with that pretty quickly and we've get, we've put out a lot of videos already I expect that to continue while the chaos still continues so and so go and look for Gen wealth financial advisors on social media and and like and follow us and you can keep up with the news that way
2: and if you're watching on social media today one of the things we would love for you to do is to ask your questions. This is an opportunity to get some clarity. And so if you are on Facebook Live watching us right now, then just go down to the comments section and throw your question in there. We will actually see the question and respond to your question as soon as we possibly can here on the show today. It's a great opportunity to get straight talk, not only on retirement investments and your money, like we always do here at the Get Ready for the Future show, but on the market, on coronavirus and on what you need to be doing right now. And I think that I'll start that off, Scott, with the idea that right now, everybody just needs to be very, very patient and remember their plan.
1: Yeah. So the update on the cases, uh, according to the CDC website, this is updated today, March 18th. Total cases, and this is in the United States at 7,038, 7, 038, and the total deaths, 97. Uh, As for Arkansas, we looked that up as well. We have a a couple of new cases being updated on the CDC website. I just read where there is the first case uh, that has been confirmed in northwest Arkansas. So cases have gone from 22 to 24. I believe the uh, governor is going to speak this afternoon again, so that number may change. Uh, Still no deaths in Arkansas. So that's where we are in uh, what has happened so far with the virus. So as we move that into a discussion about what's happening with the markets, it continues to be a an up and down ride mostly down but yesterday we we caught back about half of what we lost on Monday and now we're we're dropping again uh, as we have it here in front of us the Dow down more than seven percent on the day and the S&P down more than six but I think jumping off when it comes to this discussion guys we all watch the uh video from Brian Westbury uh, yesterday, who he's an economist, the chief economist for First Trust, and he's somebody we watch uh, yeah. along with LPL Research. But I really liked what he talked about when it comes to the forward-looking nature of institutional uh, investors. And, and let's draw the distinction between institutional investors and retail investors. We work with clients and we are ourselves retail investors, right? Yes. We we are uh, building wealth for our retirement. That's the main reason we're doing it. Institutional investors have a lot more money in it. They are ebbing and flowing with every little bit of data that comes out if the president says it's going to now possibly be august instead of july that makes the market go down i mean that's that's really how uh sensitive this is right now but what westbury was talking about john was they're looking at what might be a worst case scenario that may not actually happen mm-hmm. with economic data
2: until the middle of summer. Yes, yeah. and, and I think that the important thing for the retail investor to understand is that the markets are being driven by day-to-day and week-to-week trading, not from somebody that is a long-term investor. And, and I think the question that you have to ask yourself right now is, do you believe three years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, the markets will be higher than they are today. If you believe that is the case, then you don't need to do anything, Janet. And if you don't believe that's the case, then the money that you're talking about doesn't need to be in the market.
3: Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, you know, Brian Westbury shared one of the things that that we've been talking about as well, that the after effects of this, that's what we're really going to see right now. The market is giving an emotional reaction because we, we came into this really in a strong position as far as the economy is concerned. But as people slow down and going to work, and as people slow down and going out and buying things, that's going to have an impact on the GDP, the gross domestic product. And so what we will see when those numbers come out in the second quarter, we will see a contraction in that area. And that's, you know, those will be real numbers, not an emotional reaction. So it's going to take some time for us to rebound from that. But what he what he looked at was historically, and this is something I'd like to talk about maybe in the next segment, of the show. Historically, when we have had issues like this, how long has it taken to come back? What has that experience been? And it's really encouraging news to look at that. We
1: are uh, officially in a bear market. I think it's important, too, because sometimes we can blur the line between a bear market and a recession. It's not the same thing necessarily, uh, but we could be uh, ultimately in a recession uh, from what's transpiring out there right now as well. So we'll talk about the difference in that. And as Janet referenced, the length of recovery. What is historical average or what does the historical average look like? We're back in a moment.
0: If you want the answer, ask the question. Email info at GetReadyForTheFuture.com with your name, location, and question, and we'll answer it on the air. We'll be back in just a moment.
1: This is Scott Inman. At Genwell Financial Advisors, we understand that there should be more to retirement than just the size of your nest egg. Whether it's more time for family, a fresh start, or just stopping and enjoying life, whatever it is for you, we know that your retirement should be more With offices across Central Arkansas, there is a Wealth location nearby. Call 501-653-7355 or visit us online to schedule an appointment and harness the power of more. Securities offered through LPL Financial member Fender SIPC.
0: Investments and economics move at the speed of light. And we've got the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the game. From Wealth Financial Advisors, it's the fastest four minutes in investing. We thank you for joining
1: us on social media and on the Get Ready for the Future show for this Fastest Four Minutes in Investing. And John, we have been talking a lot in the Get Ready for the Future show today about investing and about the crazy things that are happening in the market with what we have uh, borrowed the phrase from Brian Westbury, the coronavirus contraction, which is what we are now in. So we thought we'd kind of get a little more pointed in our Fastest Four and talk a little bit about what really nobody seems to be talking about, and that is what has happened. Happened to oil prices over the last couple of weeks.
2: Yeah, so this all started with a, uh, uh, in my opinion, a very contrived uh, price war between Russia and Saudi Arabia. And again, in my opinion, intent on trying to drive out the fracking and the shale producers here in the United States, because we have attained in the United States energy independence. And so the folks overseas have just decided, okay, we'll just bottom out the price of oil, run those folks out of business, and we'll be back in business. And so that is having a a kind of a a domino effect in terms of what's going on with oil price uh, and also the stock, uh, the price of stock of oil companies. We've seen those be way, way down uh, compared to even what the market is, Scott. And so I think that there's a couple of things here that are very important for us to understand. Number one, I see this as a threat to the United States. It is a external threat, much like the 9-11 threat was to the United States. Now, obviously, it's not knocking down buildings, but it's trying to tear down companies and it's trying to tear down the independence of the United States that we've fought very, very hard over a long period of time to to free ourselves for an oil. It's trying to tear all of that down. That's number one. Secondly, if you are uh, looking to invest in oil companies, and we've had a lot of that uh, because there are oil companies based here in Arkansas. A lot of people in Arkansas are familiar with those oil companies, and a lot of people have been, frankly, calling up our offices and wanting to invest some extra money in the stock of those oil companies. Nothing wrong with that. But what we want you to understand is there is a different dynamic. Mm-hmm. Those oil company stocks have not been just pushed down by the coronavirus issue. They've been pushed down by this foreign oil price war issue as well. And even after the coronavirus kind of uh, is is come and gone, that issue may still be there. And you know, at some point in time, will it correct itself? Will we get back to normal oil prices? Well, we hope so, and we think so. But you could see a more watered down effect there uh, on those stock prices as time goes on because of the dual effect of coronavirus and the price war.
1: Now, there is the flip side of that coin. And for the consumer, it it is good for the consumer to go and be able to get pretty cheap gas right now in a time where they could be hurting. But I think even the consumer needs to understand the, the, the lingering problem that exists.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So without a doubt, it will help us in our recovery if we're not paying three or four dollars for a gallon of gas if we're only paying let's say below two dollars for a gallon of gas that will certainly help because people will have more money in their pocket to spend on on other things and that will speed the recovery as as we get out of this coronavirus thing but again the the key here for folks that are looking to invest in oil companies understand that you're in a speculation territory as opposed to a true investment territory because some companies uh, may not make Make it through this. And some companies that do make it through it may be injured for a long time, depending on how long that price is suppressed. Again, I think it is something that is contrived by uh, Russians and the Saudis, and we'll just have to see where it goes, Scott. All
1: right. Good insight, John. That's it for the fastest four minutes in investing for this week. Again, thanks for watching on the Get Ready for the Future show and on social media. And the show continues on the other side of this break.
0: Get off the crazy train and onto a more dependable track with the Gen Wealth team. All aboard the Get Ready for the Future show after the break. Did you know there are a ton of financial resources on getreadyforthefuture.com? No? Well, bookmark that page for later because the Get Ready for the Future show is back.
1: And our topic today on the Get Ready for the Future show about debt and really a timely message when it comes to avoiding debt or at least uh, staying away from it as much as you can during these times of uncertainty. And we will get to that in our discussions today. But as we mentioned in our open today on the show, we're going to try to be as uh, current as we can and be available to you if you want to ask questions on our live stream today about the uh, current situation of the markets in the reaction to the response Uh, that our government has taken to the uh, coronavirus pandemic. So we'll be awaiting some of those questions. And we'll also be talking about that uh, as the show continues. So before the break, uh, we were talking a little bit about we are now in bear market territory. There's no question about that. Uh, A recession could uh, follow. In fact, most economists that you'll read say that this will likely lead to that. And it certainly makes sense. Uh, You've shut down Uh, much of life as we know it uh, in America. So there's no question that many sectors of the economy, the hospitality industry and beyond are going to be greatly impacted, greatly hurt, uh, at least temporarily, by what's going on. I think there are some sectors, I mean, you look at a a company like Amazon, I mean,
3: we're going to be buying a lot of (laughs) e-commerce. It's probably
1: going to do okay, at least in the short term. But yes, I mean, we could be headed for a recession. There's no question about it. But even with all of that information, what you said earlier. Look at the three to five year outlook, and do mm-hmm. you believe the market's going to be higher? And, and Janet, the numbers we have here uh, certainly suggest historically that if that it will be a pretty pretty much a blip on the radar. Screen. Yeah,
3: it, so we wanted to talk about how long has it historically taken us to recover from a bear market, and the one in particular that I wanted to look at, just because of the comparison on the cause of it, is if you go back to uh, peak of 1956 in August, and then the low point was actually in October of 57, this is from the Asian flu, and and don't go all, you know, don't call it that because it's racist or whatever, that's what we called it in the 50s, so historically that's the name it's of it. It's on the CDC. So, website. It's on the CDC website that, yes. as the Asian flu. That's what it was called and, and still is. And so anyway, that one, keep in mind at that point, 70,000 Americans died from the Asian flu. So 70,000 deaths. That's, we're not expecting this. If we can control it, we're not expecting this to come anywhere near reaching that point. But another difference that we see even though there may have been more deaths then than what we might have through the coronavirus, is when you think about how much access we have to news, I mean, you're carrying around a news source in your pocket. And so that immediate reaction, you know, it happens a whole lot faster. So we do have a whole lot more emotional selling going on. So there's a difference there. But at that point, the market was down 22 percent. The bear market lasted 14 months. And as far as length of recovery, 11. 11 months, you know, to get back to that point. So let's just call it a year, basically a year's time to recover. So we don't know for sure, you know, what details we're going to see in this situation as far as how long it's going to last. You've got to know, is your plan prepared for it? And are you ready for, you know, continued downturn or recovery? Because we're going to have both. We're going to have a continued downturn for a period of time, but then it will turn and we'll be in recovery mode. Scott, I said when this whole
2: thing started, I am way more fearful of what we are doing to ourselves mm-hmm. yeah. than what this virus is doing to our country. We've yeah. seen things like this before. We've been through things like this before. And and you know, I, I hope and pray that our death rate stays incredibly low. Incredibly low. But you know, one of the things that, that the market is reacting to is everybody else's reaction yes sure and and we've got to think and not panic and think about okay what's the right thing to do here and you know i've said before that i think that that we all just need to follow the, the golden rule and 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 Love your neighbor, but you know we've got a lot of people out there that are hurting or will be hurting because of job loss and things of that nature. Help them out. Do whatever you can to help them out, Chad. I know that's that's something that we've talked about here in our office. That if we see some need, let's let's try to address that need in a very direct way. It doesn't always have to come from the government.
4: It is, and and you know we really don't know what quarter we're in. Are we in the first or second quarter of this, or even we, are we at halftime? But you got to think from a market standpoint. The market is trading towards the end of the game. Yes. And, and that's the forecast that they're talking about when they are making these, when you're talking about these institutional traders, they're trading towards the end of the game. And I don't know what quarter we're in, or like I said, the, but the forecast that they're looking at right now, basically, those traders are looking at companies telling them that we are going to look at disappointed numbers, and everything is, is driven off of those earnings. And so when you get those institutional investors that are, are seeking stability— and only companies are basically offering them nothing but uncertainty, that's what is driving this market down at this point because we haven't seen the lack of earnings yet, but the forecast is showing a downward turn.
1: Let me me put some numbers on that because going back to the video we watched from Brian Westbury, it really stood out to me when he said that he believes that the market, because of the drop that we've had so far, is pricing in somewhere Mm -hmm. between a 50 to 80% reduction in corporate profits. And he compared that to what happened in 2008. He said at, at, at the trough, we were down 46 percent. So if you, if you put all that together in a nutshell, he's saying that the market has already what we've already seen drop in the market is pricing in an expectation of worse, uh, worse corporate profits than we had in 2008. Now, I, I, again, the uncertainty of that sure. is what's driving it. They don't know, because, quite frankly, this is an unprecedented government response to a pandemic, at least in my lifetime. Now, I wasn't around in 1918, but I mean, I don't remember ever going to these extreme measures to protect against a pandemic. So there, of course, is going to be uncertainty. We don't know this because we haven't we haven't gone through it before. But to believe that it is going to be worse than what we saw in 2008 is a bit of a stretch, in my opinion,
2: in my opinion as well. And, and let me, first of all, say that I'm going to cut Janet off and, and not give her the opportunity to say that John was <laughs> around in 1918 and knows all about
3: this. So, I wasn't uh, even going to go there. Uh, well, you know,
2: we, maybe, not, maybe not. OK, Here, here's what I want to say about this. I, there is an interesting article online today from one of these institutional investors, uh, Pershing Square's Bill Ackman. Uh, don't know who he is, but he makes some interesting points. He is saying that if the president would shut the country down and say, 30-day holiday, we're going to stop everything. And I mean everything. Things like mortgage payments, uh, rent payments, Everything, just everybody pause for 30 days, then he says that you would see incidences of the virus being transmitted to other people go down dramatically. Mm -hmm. And he says the market would soar. I I wanted to get y'all's thoughts on that. If we paused everything for 30 days and you didn't have to pay bills for 30 days, you'd have to pay taxes for 30 days, everybody just stopped and just lived life within your own confines. And we got back to normal 30 days later, does that make a difference?
3: Uh yes it does but there's always a but what about you know and there's all kinds of places you can go with that question because what about the people who are supposed to be receiving those payments and and are they capable of whatever their obligations are can we stop the end the game you know from the very first person paying something to the very last recipient because we all know you know i buy something from you you take that money and you buy something from scott and scott takes that money and he buys something from Chad. this is the way the world goes around so if if Chad has an obligation that through this system is not stopped, then if I don't buy something from you and you don't buy and you don't buy, then is Chad okay and, and that's an oversimplification of the big, big picture, but that would be one of my questions and you know if you talk about if we isolate for thirty days, does it help with the coronavirus? Absolutely. What are the other things that we're not talking about,
2: Janet? Let's ask our Facebook Live audience. What do you think about a 30-day pause? It would be unprecedented in American history that that I don't even know probably for anybody globally history whether that's ever been done or not. I don't really know if the president and the Congress have the total authority to do that. But what do you think? If we paused everything for 30 days, does that make a difference? Uh, Comment uh, to us on Facebook Live. We would love to hear your response. We'll talk
4: about it. And I'll tell you, John, one of the like we're talking about today, uh, get into a little bit later, but the debt. But have you thought about your personal finances? If you Mm -hmm. put a 30 day freeze on your personal finances, are you going to be better off on the backside of this thing?
1: I think, too, you know, as far as my response to that is, I don't know about the market soaring. I'm trying to work through that. I assume there's some certainty there. There, There's a there's a window that they know something's going to happen and possibly get better. Maybe it would. Maybe that's what they want. I think for me, though, it's the the big question here is, is when is it safe to poke your head out of the hole? And and, and I don't know. I don't know that that gives me. okay. why 30 days? Why is that the the deadline? What's What's the the magic number number to, to reach? And I think that's the challenge. I mean, I do think that it's still a short-term blip on the radar. I think by summer, the president said maybe August. I mean, let, let's mm-hmm. say some time mm-hmm. frame in there, we're going to get over this and it's going to go away because all all viruses do. Uh, however, um, that that window of 30 days, that's a challenge for me to really... know if it'd make much difference
2: yeah so if you want to comment uh with us uh on facebook live go ahead and do that right now and we'll we'll talk about this as the show uh proceeds one of the things i do think that we need to talk about is what you need to do and Mm -hmm. i want to congratulate our clients and that's really all we have a real beat on is our clients but our clients have performed Stellar in this because you haven't panicked. You have called with some mm-hmm. concerns, and we've been trying to to answer those calls as best we can and as effectively as we can. Uh, really, almost no one has said, you know, just totally one hundred percent get me out. Yep. Because I think we have learned over the years that that's really not very productive. Yeah.
1: I, I I would agree with that, and I would echo that. You you guys were here in two thousand eight. I was not an advisor in 08, so this is really my first big one, if, mm-hmm. if you want to mm-hmm. put it that way. So I didn't really have. A huge uh, frame of reference to know what to expect, but I have received no phone calls of anyone wanting to sell anything if anything they've wanted to put more money right. in yeah. uh, they recognized the possible buying opportunity and we I have had one or two calls of people just wanting to know what we thought about things so kind of what we're doing here just a little discussion and they felt much better after that discussion but I would I would say true for sure uh, Chad our clients uh, recognize that that this should be a, a short-lived event
4: yes and as they should be a part of their own finances yeah and I think that's a good thing to take away from this is not really look at what everybody else else is doing. But what are you doing in your household? And what do you do? What reactions are you making? Because that's truthfully all you can control at this point. And so we have had a good response from our current clients and and new clients coming in the door that have really said, OK, is this a good opportunity for me? What what should I do to be getting getting into a game plan at this point?
1: So that's a great segue. We're going to take a break. But when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, debt and, and its role in your current situation and how avoiding it can improve your path to financial independence that's when the get ready for the future show continues right after this
0: there are only three things you can count on in life death taxes and the get ready for the future show on saturdays back with more after this break Want more straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Listen to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now back to the Get Ready for the Future show.
1: And straight talk today and certainly in the coming weeks on the Get Ready for the Future show about the coronavirus contraction. We've spent half of the show talking about that today. And we do want to say thanks to our uh, Facebook viewers watching today uh, and commenting, Laverne and Gary, David, and Corley, we thank you for your comments. And if you have a question for us on Facebook Live, be sure to, to send that one in as well, and we will do our best to address it. Our uh, topic today on the Get Ready for the Future show is about debt and avoiding debt uh, like the plague uh, and building towards your financial independence. And, and I think it's very timely. It's always timely to talk about, but it, it does have great parallels with what's going on today. I really thought about this early on when we started talking about Uh, people staying home from work. -hmm. And not going uh, to restaurants and and the damage that was going to do for people. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're we're very blessed uh, here to receive that paycheck, uh, whether whether we're here or not. Now, certainly, I couldn't leave for six months, and I don't think you guys would continue (laughs) to pay me. But we we do have a lot of people do have salaries that even if they aren't in the office, they're going to be able to be paid. But we do know a lot of people uh, if you don't show up, you're not getting paid. So there's a pinch right now, uh, whether it's uh, a damage to your income or an outright elimination of it on a temporary basis. And I thought about that and. now, debt can really rear its ugly head in situations like that, because if you're trying to find a way to pay the bills and maybe you even have savings, but a certain amount of it every month has to go to make a payment on a car or, or make a, a minimum payment on a credit card, that really significantly puts you in more of a pinch. And, and and it really got me thinking about the importance of not having debt around. And we think about it because of the interest that you pay over time, and it's better to pay with cash. And all those things are true, but it's about cash flow. It really comes back to, mm-hmm. especially when you need it for for things like groceries
2: and keeping the utilities paid, debt can really hamper that. So you you said a lot of things there, Scott, and, and I want to touch on several of them. Number one, I think it's important for all of us to realize that businesses are in the economy too mm-hmm. it's not just the individuals it's the business and those businesses if their economy is impacted by this then they that is a, a basically a domino effect into the employees and so you've got to think about the impact on small business that, that this can have and even on large businesses that this can have. Now, some large businesses, uh, like the retail stores, they're mm-hmm. going to do really well because that's where people are getting stuff and people are flocking there trying to get you know, their supplies and all of that type of thing. They're seeing their stock prices actually go up. So that is, a, that is a big deal. But the other thing that I think is important in what you said there, Scott, is that it's really easy at this particular point in time and say, well okay, uh, my paycheck got interrupted or I'm making less money at work or whatever the case may be. Let me pull out the plastic. Let me pull out Mm -hmm. the credit card. Let me address this issue that way as opposed to finding other ways to do that. And and it's even easier for you to go, oh, let me figure out how I can pull some money out of my 401k plan, Mm. which has a devastating effect on your future situation. Now, if you don't have any choice, that's one thing. But oftentimes you've got lots of other choices. Yeah,
3: I, I would absolutely agree that there many times are other choices. And let me talk about the 401k thing first. I, I hear all the time, well, I'm paying myself back the interest. I'm not paying it to the credit card company or whatever. Just you're you're missing an opportunity. If you withdraw from your 401k right now, the markets are down. We've already talked about they're down far enough that we're into bear market territory. So you're going to be selling at a low, which breaks the number one rule of investing. And when And as you get that, you know, put back in over time, you've missed the opportunity for that money to have that rise back up from whatever the low point is that we hit. So you've sold at a low, and I can pretty much guarantee you that as you pay that money back in, it's going to go in at higher points in the future.
2: Well, the other thing, guys, that that we've all seen this, if you take a loan on your 401k and then you lose your job... Then all of a sudden that that loan comes due. Yeah. And and no, it's taxable to you. No, you don't have to pay it back, but you get the tax and the penalty because you couldn't pay it back.
1: Yeah. So I, I think, too, as I continue to think about this situation, how nice would it be or is it if you think about it in your own personal situation to have an emergency fund right now? Yeah. When you think about having a cash savings account. And I think that's joined at the hip when it comes to paying expenses, especially In a situation like this, you're going to go to your income first to pay your expenses. So if the income is reduced, where do you go next? You don't want to go, as John and Janet have clearly pointed out, to your 401k, Chad. If you have some cash savings, and I... I haven't had to use mine right now, but man, I have thought about it. I've thought about it. Man, it's so yeah. nice to have that there.
4: Yeah, and it's a different mentality. Yeah. You're sitting here with a different mentality. And, and since sports have been canceled, we're going to use a little sports analogy right here. I use in the cli- count on it from you. I, I know, I know. In, in the in the clients with that we've met with, sometimes we'll use this analogy of if you played sports in the past, you understand the difference between playing behind in a ball game and playing ahead. Yeah, and when you are when you do not have that non-mortgage debt. So we'll we'll say mm-hmm. consumer debt and you don't have the con, the emergency emergency fund established. You're basically pl- playing behind in the ball game. Yeah. But when you get on the other side of that consumer debt and then you also have that emergency fund, now you're playing ahead. And that that uh, that momentum that you have, that focus that you have, even when a turnover like this downturn, you get mm-hmm. to take advantage of it. And turnovers, uh, of course, in a ball game, they hurt either whether you're behind or, or or ahead in the ball game. But it's a lot different when you're playing ahead; you can absorb some of those turnovers.
1: When you say that, I think about game plan. Because yeah. when you think about watching a game on TV, how many times do the announcers say when they're behind seven? Well, they got to stick to their game plan. Yep. when they're down fourteen, they got to stick to the game plan. But at some point, you don't stick to the game plan. They're throwing the football over the field because they're playing right. from behind. That's. Right. I think it goes back to the game plan, which in your financial lives is your financial plan.
3: Absolutely, and I, I want to give some give people some encouragement for just a moment because you know here we are talking about paying off debt in a time when people are scared. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and they're going, I don't know if I'm going to have a job next week, I don't know if I'm going to have a check next week, etc. But let me tell you what we've seen in the past on this. I think everybody would agree that as far as, as our ability to remember in recent history... 2008 is the worst time most people out there working have seen in the markets. And so what we found, when you look at the the rate of credit card debt in this country, and the, it was growing, growing, growing from the time that credit cards were created, and then you get into the fall of 2008, and what you see is this sharp decline. And when you look at that, you go, wait a minute, 2008 was horrible in the markets, and people were losing their jobs, and they were getting downsized. But in spite of that, they figured out a way to pay off debt. And what that tells me is that when you're backed into a corner, you can do this because people got scared and people got serious and they paid off their debt. I I hope and pray, frankly, that that's what happens from this, that people get a little bit of a wake up call that, you know, we've been living life a little too loosely as far as our finances are concerned. And so now's the opportunity Like when we're talking about student loans, for example, they've already made the call on that. That interest for right now is not a deal on student loans. That's something that you're not going to have to worry about paying. For some of you, that's a few hundred dollars a month. So if your income is not impacted negatively through this whole coronavirus situation, then you continue to pay that or take that extra money and pay it on a credit card, but use it to get yourself in a better situation financially. I understand that they're wanting to do this for economic stimulus and all of that, but it's also about giving you a break. And if you really want a break, you pay down your debt. So use that money wisely. I
2: think about this situation and I think about being in defense mode, not maybe on on the markets or whatever, because you're out of control on that. Be in defense mode about where you've gotten to at this point in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't add more debt. Mm-hmm. It, try to, to be as as you know uh, virulent as as this virus is in terms of of uh, trying to avoid that situation in your own personal finances. Because adding more debt will only cripple you into the future. You've got to avoid doing that at all costs now clearly if you don't have any other choice and it's down to to eating and that type of thing okay then you've got to do what you've got to do but there are a lot of options that you can look at and a lot of things that you can take advantage of it's got just some news coming on mm-hmm. uh, online here uh the trump administration is proposing their stimulus package to combat the economic fallout from this in two rounds of 500 billion dollars each the White House hopes to send out its first round of checks on April 6th and the second round of checks on May 18th. It will be base payments. On, it will base payments on income level and family size, according to a document that was released today. Beyond direct payments, the government is looking to set aside $50 billion for the ailing airline industry as well as $150, for, $150, 150 billion. billion, yeah, $150 not gonna do much. Uh, for other distressed sectors, it was not immediately clear which industries would be covered in that. Mm-hmm. But clearly what's going on is the government has gone to the faucets and they've begun to start turning them on. Mm-hmm. And here's gonna come this flood of money. Now, is that good for us long-term in our country's situation? No. Probably not. But you do what you gotta do to fight another day. And I think that's where we are. If we can get some relief on this current situation from that, then that makes that a little bit more palatable.
3: John, do you remember, because we were both in in the industry at the time, do you remember when we all got checks from the Bush administration? I I don't remember exactly what year, but it was early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah, And we all got checks from the Bush administration. And the deal that we would say as financial advisors was, what'd you buy with it? Because Mm. everybody, and they had an immediate answer. Everybody went and bought something. Mm. Don't do that get yourself in better shape financially pay off your debt add it to your savings but put yourself in a position to win don't buy more stuff that you're not even going to use six months from now
2: yeah there is you could say well i'm trying to help the economy well there's lots of ways to help the economy right. by taking care of paying off debt and making sure that you don't have those debt payments going to something else then you can use that freed up money to actually help the economy
1: so i got i gotta admit something to you guys i went to sam's club the other day did you
2: because, buy toilet paper uh,
1: i did not <laughs> we have some i'm not a hoarder i'm not you know i'm, I'm not indulging i'll be around
2: in, to your house uh, you're just around the block uh, no from me so I, no,
1: uh, no panic buying here i was curious was the main reason i went i actually didn't expect to stop because i thought the parking lot would be way too full it was not it was actually uh it was actually reassuring for me when i went in there the the shelves were stocked people were moving around at a slow pace they didn't all have uh monster loads in their uh in their in their carts but i think it did drive the point home to me but that's another when you talk about don't overspend don't send yourself into debt in this situation I'm going to echo what the governor said. Don't panic. Buy. Don't. Yeah. don't, don't if you can't afford to get all of those groceries, because that crossed my mind. I mean, it, it, are, are you are you putting this on a credit card or do you have the cash flow to get $600 worth of groceries at Sam's? You know, so just a, just another thought there. We'll have one more break and uh, be back with the uh, final segment after this.
0: More wisdom from Arkansas's most listened to financial talk show is just around the corner. After the break, stay tuned. Back with more straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money on the Get Ready for the Future Show.
1: Live streaming on Facebook and on YouTube, the Get Ready for the Future show, and also on radio on Saturday mornings all across the state of Arkansas. Glad to have you with us back for our final segment. Uh, we want to spend a little bit of time here before we go uh, talking about how we are responding here at Gen GenWealth uh, to the uh, coronavirus uh, pandemic and the response to it, and whether it's market related or uh, client related or event related. We're going to talk a little bit about that. I did want to start the segment by mentioning that we have actually uh, had some media outlets here recently uh, reach out to us. I think that uh, not to overstate or understate our importance in that, but they also have a lot of time to kill these days, uh, they, <laughs> especially
2: the sports, talk Yeah, shows. especially
1: the sports talk shows. There's not uh, a lot on uh, for them to talk about right now. So they have uh, reached out to us, uh, different radio stations. And we've been on uh, as, as uh, recently as this morning. John, you were on one and I was on one as well. And we uh, are wanting to get the message across to anyone watching that we are willing to do that. Uh, as as to try to provide a voice to this uh, chaos that's happening, particularly from the market standpoint of things, so we're available for that. However, we are scaling back on some of our more social. Uh, gatherings and our client meetings. And I want to let you guys talk a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, we, we, first of all, the first thing that we had to do was we had a client appreciation event that we had scheduled uh, for a couple of weeks back and we are a week or so back. It's, it's and, Friday the 13th. Yes, it was on yep. Friday the 13th and we uh, postponed that. And so we've done that. The second thing that we are doing, if you are an existing client of GenWealth Financial Advisors and you have a review or you have a need to actually deal with our our staff, we're asking you that you that you do that by phone and by email uh, if at all possible now we will still see you if you absolutely need to come mm-hmm. in without a doubt we'll see you but it's just uh, we're trying to do our part for uh, to promote this social distancing uh, not that we're engaging in that yeah. in the room here tonight. <laughs> I, I thought
1: about that when we got on yeah. the air today but it is a small table yeah, yeah. it is yeah.
2: and and we're all family so yes. uh, it, it's it, okay it, it's okay but
1: less than the, 10 people
2: the bottom line of it is is that if you don't need to come in to see us, then then let's do it by phone, or we can mm-hmm. do it by video conference. And Janet, uh, for new clients that are trying to come in and get their, their portfolios established or, or to uh, actually come in and get a game yes. plan, we're still seeing those folks, but we're doing it with the abundance of caution, mm-hmm. uh, being sure that we clean all of our facilities that they're going to be meeting in on a meeting-by-meeting uh, meeting basis.
3: Everything from the chair that you sit in to the door handle that you might touch, all of of those things are being cleaned between every meeting, so we're being very meticulous about that, um, and so that. I- you know, again, it's, it's do what you're comfortable doing. Follow your, your gut feeling on whether you need to be out. If you're, if you're somebody who is more susceptible for health reasons to coronavirus issues, then, you know, we can do some things otherwise. We can do things over video if we need to, but we are having those appointments for new clients coming in. But I also want to take a moment to talk about the workshops because last week we talked about upcoming events that we had planned to have in El Dorado and in Hot Springs. And we wanted to honor, you know, what needs to be done in protecting people and keeping them safe from getting sick uh, in terms of all of the social distancing. And so we have canceled workshops for now until future notice as far as live and in-person workshops. However, what we are looking to do, and there will be more information coming on this, since we have the ability to do Facebook Live on the radio show, why not do a workshop on Facebook Live? So we're working out the details. We will keep you informed of when we will do what topics. So that information, that education that we are so focused on providing to you is still going to be available. It will just be in social distancing format for you. So uh, more news to come on that. Just stay tuned with us here on Facebook.
1: So changes, but we are still open and we are still Mm -hmm. available to anyone. So do want to encourage anyone if they are an existing client or not, if they would like to contact us for any reason to ask any question, they can do that at 501-653-7344. Five five.
2: One more thing about that: Should there be uh, an edict from uh, the the Trump administration to everybody, just shelter in place? Mm-hmm. We at Genwealth still have the ability to work with you and help you. Uh, we have the the means for our advisors to actually work from home. We have a, a business continuity in pl- a mm-hmm. plan in place, and we are executing that plan in phases. And so if it ramps up to that, as long as the markets are open, we can still do business mm-hmm. with you uh, if you have a need. And certainly, if you just need to talk about some things, then we have the ability to do that wherever we are. So it's wonderful. To be yeah. in a modern age of technology, and and man, this has come so far from the stone knives and bearskins that I used to deal with a long time ago. I, I'm
3: just I'm very grateful that something like this didn't hit in times when we didn't have the technology to deal with it yeah. like we do yeah. now. I mean, frankly, um, we could as you know, Gen Wealth team members, we could talk to a client at any point um, from our cell phone from any location, and you don't know on the other end that we're not sitting in the office because we've got our laptop in front of us and we've got everything we need right there, and, and, it, and you're calling the office phone number, too, it, to get to us. So technology has put us in a situation where we're, we're ready and able to deal with this in whatever form that may require.
1: I think, quite frankly, in my opinion, too, that that is why the government's response, they were willing to yes. be so extreme, because yes. there are ways to handle things other than going to the office and being in public. Uh, we have just a few minutes uh, left. I do want to think about one question. We were talking about being on the radio this morning uh, at d- different radio stations, John and I. I was asked the question, what should we be doing? And I think, if, you know, we talked a little bit about the markets and, and the condition of it and where we think it, it's headed and the time frame and all of that. But for an individual investor, I thought that was a good question. What should I be doing? And, and the answer is, it depends. It, it yes. depends on where you are, how you're currently invested But it all comes back to do you have a plan? Because if you had a plan before this began, I think that's very important to to point out. If you had a financial plan and an investment strategy before this began, you should still adhere to that
2: investment strategy and that financial plan. Scott, I don't want people to make the same. I'm going to call it the 2008 mistake. I can't tell Mm -hmm. you how many people I heard that were young that they said, well, I just stopped putting money in my 401k because it sucked so bad. You know, that would be their mm-hmm, their expression mm-hmm. about it. It was so terrible. I just stopped putting money in it. Don't do that. That's the wrong thing to do. As a matter of fact, you were buying shares 40, 50% cheaper at that particular yeah. point in time than, than they were when things were good. And so don't make that same mistake. I, I always believe, Janet, that You always look to people who have been there before you to to get some guidance if you are in uncharted territory, and we can offer that.
3: I would would encourage you, when you look at your 401k and you kind of feel that deflated feeling, I would encourage you to look at a different column than what you're looking at. You're looking at the dollar amount in your account. You need to look at the number of shares of whatever it is that you're purchasing, okay? That when you're investing each month, you're buying shares in something, probably multiple something but you're you're buying more shares. Look at how many shares you have this month compared to how many shares you had last month. It's more shares. You're doing what you're supposed to do. So just keep buying shares. Look at that column, not the dollar amount. Now, I will give one exception to that. If you are coming up to the point of retirement in the short-term future, it is critical that you meet with an advisor soon. I, I ha- actually had... A a new client of Gen Wealth reached out to me this morning and thanked us for what we did in terms of putting his plan together mm-hmm. before this happened, and, and because we went conservative with some of those dollars, not with everything, but with some of those dollars, and and he was very grateful for having done that prior to the downturn you've got, you know, the downturn's not done yet. So it, yes, you may have lost some, but if you're getting ready to retire, you've got to prepare for the rest of what's coming.
2: And I would say that that the, the volatility that we have right now, the circumstances that mm-hmm. we have right now, make it imperative for you to have a plan. If you needed a plan before, you dang well need a plan yeah, now. Right. You yeah. absolutely need a plan now. So I think it's important. And that's why we continue to open our doors to new clients, because we understand how critical it is. It is for those folks to have a plan
1: so i want to go back to chad when we were talking about playing from behind and having that game plan when when you played sports i bet you were told don't look at the scoreboard either just just stick to the game plan do what you're doing execute to back so back to janet's point don't don't look at that account value right now you know i, I look at every client account that's our bell it almost took me by surprise i hadn't heard that <laughs> that's our bell And we're wrapping it up right but so this yeah. is a good good take-home point for you i look at all of my clients accounts except for one, my own.
4: Yours. I'm not yeah. looking
1: at my account balance. I'm not looking at the scoreboard right now. I'm just sticking to the plan.
4: Absolutely, and it depends on what quarter you're in. Obviously, depends yep. on what moves you need to make at this point. But all in all, if you're sticking to the fundamentals, and I think that's a good time as, as we slow down as a society, as we get isolated, go into quarantine, whatever you want to call it, Take some time to look at your own situation Mm -hmm. and find out where you're at and what you could be in setting yourself up to be a winner because there's going to be winners and losers throughout this thing. Set yourself up to be a winner in this thing.
1: Well, we started talking about this, calling it the coronavirus contraction, and we borrowed that from Brian Westbury, but it is, as we wrap up, a contraction. It is a bear market. It could be a recession. But we do continue to believe that once this thing is handled, the pandemic is in the rearview mirror, that it could be a very sharp recovery.
2: It it could very well be a sharp recovery. We don't know. and, And you don't know. So the best thing you can do is just hang on and make a decision you have a very clear decision here. This is all very, very clear to me. You can choose fear or you can choose facts mm. and that's all there is to it. And if you choose fear, then you will go the way that most people who have chosen fear in the past, the way that they went and they, they hurt themselves mm-hmm. in this type of downturn before, or you can choose facts and look at the facts and get in touch with the facts and, and thrive off of those facts. Okay. Can
3: Quick giveaway for you. If you will email us info at getreadyforthefuture.com. If you need some help getting together a debt snowball, we have that that we can send out for you. Just send us an email.
1: Our advisor is always here to talk. Again, the number 501-653-7355. Any question that you have, client or non-client, we are here uh, for you. That's going to do it for this week's Get Ready for the Future show. As always, we thank you for being with us and we'll talk to you again next
0: week. The Gen Wealth Financial Team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 501- 653-7355. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any Investment and no strategy can assure success. Gen Wealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. The Get Ready for the Future show is a production of Gen Wealth Financial Advisors, and opinions expressed are not those of this radio station and are for general information only.